Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, I'm Kaya May, and welcome to Game Over Vancouver. I'm also here with Sam! Yay! Hello. Am I frozen again? Yeah, you're frozen again. Why does this keep happening to me? This is, we're, go we're doing great tonight. We're doing great. Uh, it's the first Game Over win um, that I am I'm able to cover, so that's great. We now each have one. We now each have one! Exactly, exactly. Um, that is great. That is great. Um, just before we begin here, I'm just going to do a quick uh, message from our sponsors. Want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction Canada Sportsbook. Football continues, the World Series is ongoing, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Ontario only, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. All right! We won 8-5. <laughs> I think um, it's it's definitely a little bit of payback, uh, considering the last time that the Ducks played in Vancouver, um, they beat the Canucks 7-4, um, which uh, is kind of not great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it was certainly a fun game. They're mentioning how Bruce wanted low event hockey. Uh, he did not get that. And Kuzmenko got his first hat trick um, in the NHL. Uh, hopefully if many. What are your thoughts on this, Sam? Uh, my first thought was everyone say thank you to the Edmonton Oilers for taking him to Joey's. Oh, yep. That's the first thing. Uh, and, you know, notwithstanding that he had the hat trick, I thought, I thought the best thing about tonight was that it was another great game from Bo Horvat and from Elias Pettersson, and it feels good to win. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't get that a lot <laughs> in Vancouver. Really um, wasn't expecting John Gibson to give up that many goals. Oh, yeah, no. Um, he's he's had kind of the uh, not great start to the uh, season. Um <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like he and Demko were the two Pacific All-Star goalies last year, right? And they both have not had great starts to the season. No. So, uh, I don't know. Is there an All-Star curse? Is that a thing? But, yeah. It's certainly an interesting... It was an interesting game to watch. Because <laughs> um, I turned it on and it was 0-0. It was um, and yeah, and then Troy Terry scores on the penalty kill, which actually ended the Ducks, um, not scoring, um, for 27 power plays. Like, they were 0 for 27. Um, and then they score on, I'm pretty sure they scored on every single, no, they didn't. They did not score on the third, but they scored, there were two for three tonight on the, uh, power play the ducks were um which means uh us being last on the penalty kill uh 
that that stays that stays that reminds that's a reminder of last year um and i mean we we converted a few power plays there wasn't a lot like i feel like there's been a lot of games recently where there's a lot of calls whereas this game i think there were six yeah um so yeah, and then, yeah, Bo Horvat having an insane game. It's his third straight multi-goal game from our captain. Uh, Pedersen stepping up, uh, especially as they're both, like, kind of the centers right now, considering they're trying to load the top six instead of having, you know, Petey or Bo or one of them being pushed to the third C spot, which is still, like, a point of contention, apparently, because injuries, of course, but yeah I mean, i'm sure uh the happiest i saw somebody else said this in the chat but i'm sure the person happy happiest is pat morris who's uh been telling everyone that Bo is a 1c and should be paid as a 1c so and, true you know, like we kai and i were saying before we started the stream that he is now second in scoring and he's only one goal behind connor mcdavid yeah um even with like <laughs> eric carlson getting a hat trick last night because apparently he's just was it last night or two nights ago I think I it was remember. I think it was last night. Um yeah, uh him getting a hat trick and still Bo was tied with him for not with nine goals and then now I believe he has 10. So, yeah, second Connor McDavid has 11. Kind of insane. Um but yeah, Bo has I think five power play goals now on the season. This is uh, another shorthanded goal. Um, on the season, because we scored, like, I think we had, like, six shorthanded last year um, in total. And pretty sure Bo and Petey were the guys who had more of them. Um, yeah, and also Bo has now, in 29 games, he has 24 goals, dating back to last season. So he definitely is deserving of the hype that a 1C would get. Um, but... Yeah, it's just the fact of the hard cap is, are we going to be able to pay him or is he playing this well in order to bypass to free agency or get traded later on down the line? And I know this is like, we're like 11 games into the season. We should not be stressing out over this, but uh, it's Vancouver. We theorize about everything here. Apparently everyone in the locker room hates each other. So there's that. Uh, yeah, Bo, Bo is definitely turning up the heat. He's the only one on the team with uh, an over 50% face-off percentage. Um, technically, he's not but on the stat sheet, but that's because Dakota Joshua has taken uh, three face-offs and won two of them. So technically, he has 66%. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he is one... At the time I wrote this down, he had won 138 of 237, so he's the only one with over 50%. Pedersen has 44.2. <sighs> yeah. Horvat is... I want to know where all the people who, like, two, one or two games in, who were really giving Horvat a hard time and saying he shouldn't be captain, I want to know where all those people are at now. Yeah, like, I, I want to see. I want to see if those tweets have been deleted. I want to see if people are changing their tune. It's been like a very interesting one eighty. Yeah, uh, uh, especially because 
yeah, a lot of people were calling for him to get traded. A lot of people are just like, oh, this is why we paid Miller. This is why we paid Miller. And now Miller's getting in trouble. <laughs> um, Miller's getting paid like a 1C, but he's a winger. Yeah, it makes it makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, but you know what? At least we're not paying somebody like $13 million for less points. Um, sorry, Tyler Sagan, I'm calling you out. But... <laughs> Uh, I like Tyler Sagan. I don't know why I'm doing that, but yeah, wedding planning. Yeah. Oh yeah, wedding planning. He's he's focused on that, and and also dressing up as Machine Gun Kelly. Apparently, was it Machine Gun? Yeah, it was Machine Gun Kelly. It was yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. I was like, there's too many of those weird couples in Hollywood. Anyway, I digress. Um, Dakota Joshua stepping up tonight a bit. Yeah. Um, it was the first true five on five goal since Minnesota. Um, and Dakota Joshua had a fight and scored, um, a goal in the game. Um, what are your thoughts on this fourth line and how it compares to how we had the motto line last year with Tyler Mott, Yuho Lamico, and Matthew Highmore and how those guys kind of, like, like, Tyler Mott was the talk of the town. I believe you interviewed him on broadcast, right? Uh, yeah, um... How does it compare he's to... Good, he's having, like, a good start to the season in Ottawa, yes, too. Yes, um, yes. So I don't... I mean, I think it's safe to say so far this line seems... To, I mean, it's. I think it's a little bit of, like, what have you done for me lately? But mm-hmm. hard to find things to criticize about this fourth line right now. Um, but I do miss Tyler Mott. Yeah. Tyler, yeah. Ty- Tyler Mott, I like him. That's, like, when he went to the Rangers, that's what that I was like, okay, yay, because um, I also like the Rangers, so like I was like, okay, I get, still get to watch him, and then he goes to the Sens, and I'm like, perfect. Um, yeah, uh, the fourth line is certainly stepping up a bit. I do like Niels Oman. I believe he was a good pickup um, for us. He's already scored his first NHL goal. Um, yeah, he was certainly, it was certainly an interesting move when in the beginning of the offseason, uh, people were saying, oh, Patrick Alvin's just signing all these Swedes, like, what's going on? And then now they're, like, lighting it up in both yeah. the NHL and the AHL um, with uh, Linus Carlson, I believe. Yes, uh, he was pretty, he's been pretty good for Abbotsford so far. Um, yeah, that, the offseason was certainly an interesting one, but that has been a shining light was definitely the pickups from Sweden. Um, another shining light in our off-season pickups. Uh, speaking of that, Andre Kuzmenko gets a hat trick in one period of hockey. May I let I may I remind you? It was three two at the beginning of the third, and it ended eight five. What are your impressions on Kuzmenko, and how much are we going to have to pay him in the off-season? <laughs> I have really enjoyed watching Kuzmenko so far. I mean, not just because of the scoring, but also he just, he's enjoyable to watch. And I, this, you know, like I've never been in the Sidney Crosby, like not really celebrating a goal kind of school. Like if you score, I want to see, I want to see your best selly and he, he brings it. And so he like for his entertainment value, just absolutely like out of this world. And uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to seeing. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to seeing the Canucks having to pay anyone. Yeah, because, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, 
because the people they're paying, I take issue with how much they're paying them already. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to bring the vibes down. We won. Yeah. We and won. Uh, cat problems for another day. Yeah, exactly. Cat problems. Yeah. The Capitals lost today. That's their problem. Whatever. Um, I believe they lost. That sounds right. Um, yeah. Kuzmenko has certainly been a shining light. Again, shout out to the Oilers for uh, taking him to Joey's, which I actually don't understand what the correlation to joey's is um is that like an alberta place no no so joey's is actually like a local bc chain but it's like and it's good it's not like bad it's just nothing it's it's like it's like if he came here and they took him to a white spot instead of a cactus it's more like a cactus joey's and cactus cactus. yeah joey's cactus and girls are kind of like interchangeable okay and I yeah. think people thought the Oilers should have taken him somewhere like a step above Cactus. Yeah. Um, I Anyway, aside from the politics of restaurants in BC, um, yes, uh, Kuzmenko is, is kind of insane. Um, I do like his positivity. You see that a lot in the younger guys and also the... Um, the pickups from specifically the KHL. I've noticed, because uh, Kaprizov has that swagger about him. Panarin um, has that whole thing where he like kicks his leg up, like super high. Um, Panarin's also just a funky little guy. I love that guy. But um, and then Kuzmenko is this shining bright light in the Canucks organization right now. Like the he they posted photos of him with Rip the team puppy the other day, and. It's just, like, him with this giant smile on his face, and he's just, he's bringing, you can see he's bringing positive vibes to the organization that, um, hasn't had positive vibes in a while. Um, and he's also, you know, aside from the scoring, he's just, he's super fast. That line is, like, insane with Patterson, um, Mikheyev, and Kuzmenko. That line is so speedy, and it's insane that that's our second line. I was also going to say he's really starting to gel with Petey, which is really fun to watch. Like, I don't, I am a not so secret uh, bring back Besser and Pedersen. Oh, yeah. Fan. Uh, I don't feel like Petey's really been given his favorite wingers to play with in a while. And it's nice to see him gelling with someone who can actually finish off all his passing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's certainly important to have like somebody you can rely on in that situation um for kind of going back and forth like the whole debate over Hughes not having an actual D partner since Tanev left um but yeah Kuzmenko also his uh his uh, bromance with Pod Colson love that the Russians they're awesome um yeah it's certainly important for Pedersen to have somebody that can match his speed on his line cuz you uh Brock, when you had, like, the lotto line, um, with Brock and Miller, um, with Pedersen, because 649, uh, and when you had the lotto line, like, yes, Miller can speed up at times, Besser can speed up at times, but Pedersen's a rocket. Um, you cannot stop the rocket, uh, but if he is somebody that can't keep up with that speed, then you can't really, like, who's he gonna pass to, like, the wall? The stanchion, haha. That's, that's 
Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Anyway. Not anymore. They cut it out. Um. Yeah. Uh, he's just he's fast. Mikheyev is insane. He was fast on the Leafs, and he's fast here. Um, and people were complaining about overpaying him, and I'm just like, well, there are worse things we're paying for at the moment. A lot. A lot there worse. There quite a few more worse things we're paying for. I guess. We're paying more for. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I just want to spend, take a moment. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, follow, uh, all that fun stuff really helps us out here, and I hope you're really enjoying the show, because we love doing it. Uh, the lines. What'd you think about, uh, Burroughs and Rathbone being scratched again, and Hoglander being scratched? I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, like, I don't think this defense is anything to write home about. I think it's one of the worst blue lines in the league. I... <laughs> I just, and frankly, I think Rathbone and Burroughs have been better than the players they iced tonight. And I, I'm surprised by some of these decisions. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to critique taking Hoaglander out when they've had a game where they broke out for eight goals. But again, mm -hmm. that's not something that I think is correlated with his play, but I, I, I think Rathbone has actually been one of their better defensemen so far. And so I don't, I don't like it. I'm not a big uh, Stillman fan. Yeah, no, me neither. Like, when uh, when Comtois was going and he made it, it was a 7-5 goal. Um, yeah, and he took the gamble way too early. And I guess the move Comtois made, he was kind of cool. But also at the same time, uh, why is Quinn Hughes booking it back? Um, also, it was weird because they're both left lefties. Um, or lefty. Uh, Stillman was a minus one tonight, uh, says in the chat. Um, so that's a little concerning. Yeah, I'd love to see Rathbone back, uh, because when, especially when Quinn Hughes was out, um, he was kind of like a shining light, sort of, in, uh, on the D, on the defense. Because, yeah, there's not a lot to write home about, um, when you're talking about, uh, the... Def uh, defense capabilities of the Vancouver Canucks. Just like another another bad night for OEL. Yeah, I just like I can't watch. I can't watch four more seasons of this. I can't watch four more seasons of paying him what we're paying him. Mm -hmm. And uh... that's gonna be kind of like you know when you like have a paper cut and you forget about it and you put hand sanitizer on. He's gonna be that paper cut that Benning left. Yeah. Um, for years to come. Um, and I'm not saying, like, I don't absolutely hate OEL, but, like, that's a lot of money to pay somebody. And I get it. He's good for, like, leadership. But, um... What, 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 what else? Like, Myers had an assist tonight. Tyler Myers, who didn't score until the East Coast New York road trip. And that was the only goal he had the entire season. Um, with his uh, family in the building, which I think was still pretty cool. Um, also, what did you think about uh, them splitting up? They put Hughes and Shen on as the first pair. Um, I really like that pair. I'm going to be honest. I'm so a big Luke Shen fan. Kind of yeah. yeah uh, I think it re it reminds me a bit of the Hughes-Tana pairing where 
if he has kind of that steadier veteran defenseman with him, he just, he plays a better game. He, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, just does better. Yeah. I, th- I think people, uh, something people mentioned with, like, that kind of thing was, uh, where they're just like, oh, yeah, well, Tanif can move the puck better. I'm just like, yeah, well, Luke Shen will literally kill somebody if they hit Quinn Hughes. Like, I still, um, after the the fight the other day where Luke Shen got ejected from the game, um, I literally just went on YouTube and I watched, like, every single Luke Shen fight. Um, and including the one where Jamie Benn takes a massive hit on Quinn Hughes and then Luke Shen beats him up for it. Um, and I kind of like having that, like, the big, the big guy and, like, puck-moving person. Um, that's why I think they should get Rathbone back in there and put him even with Bear, maybe. Um, but they do, they did split up the ekman larsen Myers pairing, which I thought was weird, which I, uh, not weird, but that's the pairing that they kind of had for their first pairing because it's worth, like, 14 million or something. Um... And I'm not saying I don't, I don't not like Myers. Like, he's iconic. He's six foot, like, nine, and he's chaotic all the time, which isn't isn't the greatest for us all the time. But, uh, you know, I... um, This reminded me of, like, my least favorite fun fact of all time, which is that Myers and OEL make more money than Kel McCarr and Devon Taves combined. Oh, yeah. That's oh. something depressing for everyone out there. Okay. Yeah. Um that 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 kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah. Thanks Jim Benning. God. Um Kuzi got the belt as he should. Um thank you Michaeli for the update. Uh Yeah, uh Ekman Larson and Bear certainly an interesting pairing. I know they're trying to figure out where Bear fits in the lineup. I know they're still trying to figure out where Stillman fits in the lineup because they put him with Myers. And yeah, I think that they should put Rathbone in on Saturday instead yeah. of, um, Stillman. I think that's unanimous. Yeah. I haven't um, seen a single person say otherwise. Yeah. Like everyone has been outraged that Rathbone Burroughs and Rathbone have been scratched, but especially I've seen a lot for Rathbone because it's like, you've had this guy for how long and you keep just sticking him, either scratching him or sticking him in Abbotsford. And yes, he's still good in Abbotsford, but also you could, he's, he would become like one of our better defensemen. He would, you know, upgrade our blue line immensely. And yeah, it's they keep scratching him and is it like worry because he's like a small guy and i'm like okay well we need more than one defenseman who can um move the puck because yes bear can do it i guess um hughes obviously he skates like a madman but rathbone was like a baby hughes he's like the little blonde baby hughes like that's even though he's like almost the same age as him i think or something like that but that's one of the more frustrating things watching this team is like when you have as weak of a blue line as they do, what is the reluctance to let a player like Rathbone play? It's not like you actually have the players available to shelter his minutes. Like there's no reason for doing that. He's actually one of your better players and it like he can only get better with more ice time. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Like you want to develop these guys, but you need to play them in order to develop them. There's like a whole debate going on in Seattle right now because they're not playing Shane Wright at all. 
Um, yeah, if you want to develop, guys, if you want to be a place where you don't need to sign free agents in order to get decent, uh, you don't need to sign free agents to, like, a 6 by 6 um, in the Benning form or, you know, trading for a veteran defenseman past his prime. Like, you, you don't need to do that if you develop these guys, but they're not developing them. They're just, they're just ignoring him. Like, I, like, the only defensive development they've had would be Quinn Hughes. Um, I don't know how much you can really call that development. Like, he would have, he would have been wherever he was going. Yeah, fair enough. He, like, it, they barely developed him. Whereas Rathbone, like, they put him in the minors, they waited, and now he's ready for the NHL. He's definitely ready. He showed that when Quinn Hughes was out. He showed that when Stillman was out. He showed that he's ready to take the step to become the NHL defenseman that we kind of need him to be at this point. And, yeah, they're like, that's arguably our best prospect. And they're just like, yeah, no, we don't need him. We don't need him. Let's scratch him. No! Scratch Stillman. I don't care if he's new. I don't care if you're trying to figure out anything. You can figure that out in practice. You have this young guy. Put him in. Even put, if you're playing a tough team, put Burroughs in on his off wing so he can fight someone. I do not care. Literally, in the Devils game, if we still had Burroughs, if if Burroughs was playing instead of being scratched, I feel like that would have been, like, the, uh... The fight wouldn't have been the last fight in the game if Burroughs was still there. That's that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I don't. Know. I'm also a big Burroughs fan, so yeah. I think he's been great to start the season. Like for for the player he is, he's playing well. Mm-hmm. And I just like none of these none of these decisions are really making any sense to me. I yes. and it's for me. I think it ties back to a frustration with the way they also keep trading away draft picks because they seem to be under this impression that like, if you draft somebody, they're going to be years away. Mm-hmm. It takes forever to develop someone. And, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing picks that they traded away, come in and play well off the bat within one or two years. And it's like, maybe if you mm-hmm. actually held on to some of your picks and developed them and played them, you could stop signing all these absurd contracts for players who are aging. Dylan Genther. Exactly. The one that got away. I like. I like that you knew exactly. What. Yeah, you started. I was like, oh gosh, yeah, the ninth overall pick. Oh god, that like he has like what five goals or something. Like he has that. seven points already. Seven points. Oh god. Uh, yeah, we traded that away to get OEL and Garland. And everyone's like, oh yeah, it's so that he could have gotten rid of those contracts. Okay, yeah, but there was one year left on them, and he signed them. So yeah, like Anyways. that's just like. It's always going to come back to this. Yeah, exactly. F around and find out. Like, that's the best. That's, like, the best line. And also, uh, they called up Dries for the third C. Um, I think he's he was, I believe, second in AHL point scoring last year or something like that. Um, he's been decent for them in Abbotsford. He played at a, a, for a bit last at the end of last season. I think he's been decent. Yeah. For the NHL, especially because, you know, we have Lazar out. Which is the biggest... Yeah. 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 Never forget Vertanen over Pasternak in 2014. I will never forget. I, I actively try to forget that every day. Oh, no. Uh, Vertanen over William Nylander, who went two picks later. 
Uh, you levy also over Neil Ender, Nick Ehlers, and David Pasternak. Oh yeah, Nick Ehlers. Um. Uh yeah. Uh also. Oh yeah. What happens when Dermot is back? Because who knows when that's going to be? Considering he's on LTIR and so is Pullman. So, who gets scratched then? I honestly don't care. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a new blue line. Just like yeah, just. You can play any of them. They're all interchangeable at this point. At this point, yeah. Except for Luke Shen. You have to keep him in. Yeah. Luke Shen. Like, you can't. Shen and Hughes. Yeah. Shen and Hughes. Um, you can't take. I don't even care about. Uh, like, they can scratch Quinn Hughes, but you have to keep Shen in. Uh, Luke Shen Defense Club. That is what I am in. Uh, I like it. Point. Point also is in that draft. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, uh, Igor, Igor Shosturkin was also in that draft, and he went in the fourth round because he was still in the KHL, I think. So, yeah, the whole Russian players dropping thing is a real thing. Um, uh, I was going to say something else. Oh, yeah, the 2016 draft. I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to mention who was drafted and who was drafted right after. But that was another thing, because people mentioned that Benning was a draft. He was a draft guy, but I'm like, what, what picks? Um... I guess he drafted, like, who did he draft that is playing, I guess, Hughes, Besser. Hughes, Besser, Patterson. Or, Besser's on IR, so he's not playing. Demko, I guess, but he was, like, 30, was he 34th or 36th? He was third pick. They took him behind for Tan and McCann. Yes. Oh, yeah, McCann. That guy. Right, him. Dressed up as the guy from Avatar. Uh, for Halloween. So did Matthew Kachuk. A guy we also skipped over. The Kachuk one was always so weird because he flat out was like, yeah, I knew they weren't going to take me. They like clearly weren't interested and like barely interviewed him. And I always thought that was so weird. That's so... Is it because like his dad? They're like, know. is it like the reputation of, oh yeah, you have a Kachuk on the team. And I'm like, okay, well, Matthew Kachuk's good. <laughs> Both of them are good. Like, I get it. Like, Brady went before Quinn Hughes did in that draft. But, yeah. Mm. We did not have... We don't interesting have decade. It's been an interesting decade, yeah, to say the least. Um, okay. Uh, how much time? Where? Before we end tonight, congratulations on... Kevin Bieksa for retiring uh, officially from the NHL and retiring at Canuck with a one-day contract. Um, many people wanted him to play tonight. <laughs> he should have played tonight. He would have been better than OEL. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Like I realize everyone's like everyone's making the same joke. No, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Oh, yeah. I am 100% serious. He would be better than OEL. Oh, yeah. No, one of my friends texted me today. She's like, is he playing tonight? And I'm like, no, that's not how this works. And she's like, oh, he should. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Like, he should have. Like, he's only a 2001 draft pick. Like, that's not that long ago. I wasn't born, but it wasn't that long ago. Oh my God. <laughs> I have to log off now. I'm sorry. No, don't leave me. Um, yeah, he won the ceremonial face-off against Fowler, which I thought was really funny because they're former yeah. teammates. Uh, Bruce also is his former coach in Anaheim. Um so that was fun. It was also fun to see him and Bo again because the last season he played in Vancouver was Bo's rookie season and they played together in the playoffs, um, which was one of the two times Horvat has been in the playoffs. 
Uh, but yeah, so it was cool to see them. They had a really cool photo of him and Quinn Hughes together. Um, I really like that. And yeah, they gifted a piece of the stanchion he hit for the stanchion goal, which actually lights up, and it was presented by Daniel Sedin. Um, it actually lights up, um, when that goal was scored. I remember watching that goal when I was very, very young. Um, <laughs> but you were there for that game. What was, was the experience at, like? I was at that game. That is probably one of my all-time favorite games I've been to. Um, I like, I remember Kessler sc scoring the tying goal and like running out to the store in between the third period and the first overtime to buy a Kessler jersey because I was so excited. And then getting back and seeing the stanchion goal, like, and little did I know that that was going to be <laughs> like one of the last really good Canucks oh. games I would see live. In a yeah. very long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's definitely one of my all-time games, if, if not the all-time game. Like, it felt like winning the cup. Like, as far as I'm concerned, that's where that's where the playoffs ended that year. Yeah, that's, like, we ignore who's, who are the Boston yeah. Bruins. Like, yeah, um, that never happened. That never happened. Um, but yeah, like, just take off the tattoos that everyone got after the cups, like yeah. Sagan, Marshawn. I think Lucic has one, but um, yeah, it's certainly it was certainly a great game. It was a great game, and I know people were knocking on the Montreal Canadiens um, after they won in the conference final in 2021, but uh, that's basically what happened in Vancouver in 2011. So, especially with that goal in second overtime, which would have been like 10:30 p.m., and I was. Not to make anyone feel old, I was eight. Um, <laughs> I was eight, way past my bedtime because I was eight, and yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Hit the stanchion goal. He gave a speech. He participated in practice today. Um, I loved the video of that and him saying, "I could still still score five goals," and on this blue line, I bet he could. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was gonna say something. Yeah, he mentioned in his speech, he gave a speech to the team. Um, riots are bad. Yeah, well, that was that didn't count because that didn't happen because the conference we won the conference final and nothing else happened. What do you mean? Um, yeah, he mentioned he missed the playoffs a few times, uh, like a handful, like barely a handful of times. Like, uh, he said twice, I believe, in the video, but technically it was three. But he only played thirty nine games in his first season with a, his first official season with the Canucks and. Uh, actually, I might have done the math wrong. He may have only made the playoffs twice. But, uh, for comparison, the Canucks have made the playoffs three times in ten years, and he was part of two of those. Um, because, and our current captain, who is, I think he is the longest tenured member of the team at this point. That sounds right. Um, yeah, he has been in the playoffs twice. 2015 in his rookie season with Bieksa, and the 2020 bubble was the first time he won a round in the playoffs. So, uh, this is nothing, it's not a knock on Horvat. Obviously, he just had his third straight multi goal game, and we're talking about how much we're going to have to pay him in a few years. Um, but that kind of shows the comparison of how good the back to back President's Trophy winning Canucks were, and um, how kind of that era was a bit of a golden era. And that's why I feel like. 
I don't know, I was kind of, I grew up in that era, so it's like, I'm used to the success, and then when we're bad, I'm just like, oh, this is not good. Which, I mean, like, has been the last few years, but it's like, yeah, it's cert- it's certainly interesting how the Canucks kind of nosedived after 2013, I'd say. When they weren't trying to. It wasn't like, yeah. that's the worst part about it, is like, if it was a planned limited tank that's one thing but Mm -hmm. this was like purely accidental like it was just a win now win now win now they went through four coaches they've gone through four five coaches in the last decade um back to 2013 because then they fired Alain Vigneault and then it was Tortorella and then it was Desjardins then it was Green and now it's Bruce obviously um and they're still playing paying Travis Green um and w- during that time, they only had, like, a couple GMs. Like, Gillis, at the end of 2014, um, leaves, and then we get Jimbo. Um, Jim Benning. And then, uh, and then now we're obviously with Patrick Alvine. But, like, in that time frame there's been a handful of coaches and it's always been the coach's fault. Whereas there was this guy who's sitting there and signing players to ludicrous deals and trading away draft picks. And he's like, oh yeah, no, we're going to be good this year. We're going to be good this year. Like they should have done what New York just did and was like, okay, we're going to have, we, they sent out a letter to the fans and we're like, oh yeah, we're going to have a rebuild. Um, just by the way, um, and they still keep kept a lot of good core players. Like they kept Kreider, they they're kept Savannah Jad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I'm sorry. When they're like, this fan base can't tolerate a rebuild. It's like, no, you just have to communicate. Like, yeah, it's really not that hard. Communication is key. I'm a communications major. It is a very important thing. And they just need to be able to talk like that. That was kind of something that made me a little bit a bit mad was when uh the jerseys were thrown on the ice and Miller said he didn't give a shit about it essentially and I was just like okay well this kind of gives me the era of Jim Benning being asked at the draft what was going on and he just goes nope like uh, yeah our our draft history isn't good our prospect pool is certainly dwindling uh the but you know what? We won tonight 8-5 against a team that was actually ahead of us in division standings. So, oh. I'm so sorry. Hats were thrown on this time, not jerseys. We're taking that as a dub. Yeah. As it should be. As it should be. And also, like, the actual game. We just won, because they won a dub. Um, a W, because that's... I'm talking. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have any last? Do you have any last words? That's like su- super. <laughs> that's super like. That's super morbid. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Do I have any last thoughts on the Canucks? No. <laughs> I try not Enjoy. to think. Of- I try Enjoy. Not to- like revel in the win. Go mm-hmm. watch the Kuzmenko goals again, and mm-hmm. uh, let's see if they can do it again. Yeah. I try not to think about the Canucks. Um, when I can... I'm joking, obviously. Um, Anaheim also embarrassed the Leafs. 
the Leafs are an interesting situation right now, but I think we're probably still going to win on next Saturday. I mean, hopefully I'll be there and I've never seen the Canucks lose in regulation. Um, I, sh- I should go to more games then. You should I believe- go to more games. I should. Uh, but they... I stood. Words um are gone. Word the words are done. Yeah, so it's been fun. I finally got to cover a win. Um on game over. We're making game over history. It's my first win. You were yeah. you had a win. Clay oh, yeah. had a win. It's my first win. It was like a thing. I a thing for a <laughs> win. Another one soon. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. I'm I have Saturday too, so fingers crossed. <laughs> Yeah, we're still probably 32nd in the league, but you know what? We did beat the Ducks 8-5, so who cares? <laughs> who cares? This is our Stanley Cup. We're, plan the parade. Plan the parade. Okay, uh, I have been Kaya May. This has been Sam. Pointed at the wrong area. Um, uh... Hopefully you enjoyed tonight's show of Game Over, Vancouver. Uh, remember to like, comment, subscribe, review, rate, all that fun stuff. Um, share the show if you'd like to. We love uh, getting to interact with you guys um, at all. And yeah, it's been super fun covering this monstrous Canuck win tonight with you, Sam. Um, I'm so happy you got a win. I'm so, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully there will be many more in the future, but as of right now, we've had three. Uh, good night, everyone, and hopefully you have a wonderful next couple of days before the Canucks face off the Predators on Saturday. Good night! Bye! Bye!